big question is this, how do we use the eight frameworks inside the new science of physical health to overcome this statement? Personal responsibility for your physical health is a myth and it doesn't work. These eight frameworks do. They will make you more physically healthy than 98% of people in the community that you live in. Why don't we get started in today's episode right now? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode number, I think we're 103, 103 of the daily drop here at the New Science of Physical Health. Dr. Lazarus is coming to the show. And I know it sounds like a strange name, Dr. Lazarus. Not the name isn't strange. Um, and, uh, and I won't say that to him when I interview him. But I made a request today through LinkedIn to interview Dr. Norman Lazarus. Now, who is Dr. Norman Lazarus and where is he from and what's he got to share with us, with us that is so critical to the new science of physical health? He has written a book that I'm going to get him to talk about, and he's going to be on the show next week. So the, the episode will come out next week, which I'm really excited about. And I'm going to give you a little excerpt today of some of the things that he talks about. But here's, um, he's, uh, this is incredible. Dr. Norman Lazarus is 84 years old, and he is a professor of at the center oh there goes my clock in the background he is a professor at the center for human and applied physiological sciences at king's college london current and his current research is into healthy human aging this involves research into physiological systems skeletal muscle function and architecture cellular function and the immune system this is really cool stuff the major hypothesis driving his research is that physical activity, which is part of our evolutionary history, is essential for health. Consequently, non-exercises have a compromised physiology, and while they may not yet be ill, they do show in physiological tests reduced values in nearly all physiological indices. I love the way that's put. That's why I love the new science of physical health, because that just tells it as it is. Not ill is not healthy. In an era dominated by molecular medicine, it's ironic that the major problem facing human health are behavioral. Too much eating and too little physical activity. Well, listen to this part of the description. Dr. Norman Lazarus is 84 years old and he's still a professor, professor, active, doing research. But wait till you hear this. So he's an expert in, in human aging and living proof that our later years can be lived well. Even now, in his 80s, he's almost in his mid-80s now, he leads an active medication-free lifestyle, regularly walking and cycling long distances. Dr. Lazarus has written a remarkable new book with the aim of helping others to stay well for longer. The Lazarus Strategy, I love that, that is such a cool title, uh, is part of, uh, is a part how-to and a part manifesto on the art of healthy aging, to guide people along the path to be more active, productive, have an independent future, and a medication-free life. I can't wait to share him with you in like our one-on-one interview that we're holding next week. We've got the date set. It's going to be a Zoom call. So for those of you who get access to um, some of our other content, there'll be some video episode with Dr. Um, Dr. Lazarus. Um, 
Dr. Um, Lazarus will show us show us that our lifestyle choices determine how we'll age. This is some of the text from his book, how our lifestyle choices determine how we age through our golden years and how fast we age in the future. There are three main crucial factors to keeping healthy, physical activity, food, and the mind. And Dr. Lazarus explains how each of these affect aging. He's incredible. It says here that we're all living longer. The World Health Organization predicts by 2050, there'll be 2 billion people over 60 and 434 million of those over 80 years of age. But there's a catch. The quality of those extra years of life is shockingly poor. This is from the doctor who does the research. Many of us will find ourselves living with diseases and dependent on non-curative drugs and health health carers as a result. As he states, we are not aging well or wisely. This is going to be next week when I bring Dr. Lazarus onto the show in person back and forth discussion, and I'm going to let him do a lot of the talking. It's going to be a great show. So here's what I'm going to do um, today in this episode. I'm going to give you about five or six minutes of Dr. Lazarus speaking. Now, this is not to me, but this is him presenting some of his content. So eloquently put and so beautifully put for a man who's had so much research and medical experience and practices exactly what he talks about. So come and listen to this, and I'll be back at the end to finish off. And then next week, you'll get to, once I uh, complete the interview, and uh, we will then post the interview on here. And depending on how long it goes for, we may even make another mini-series out of it as well. All right, transition now to Dr. Norman Lazarus. Did I say Dr. Swan a minute ago? I think I might have popped in a Dr. Norman Swan. That's an Australian doctor who works on ABC, but I didn't. if I did say that, that was a mistake. I can't remember, but I'm not going to go back and correct it, but it's Dr. Norman Lazarus. Here he is right now talking about some critical health elements. I, this five or six minutes, this is just a, going to be a warm-up act to what we're going to talk about with him next week. Okay, here we go, Dr. Norman Lazarus. Okay, what sort of things could be affecting you? Well, we know if if you're slightly unlucky, you might get genetic diseases, which you can't control. So there's nothing you can do about that. So if you've got a genetic disease, unfortunately, you're not healthy. You could also get things like infections, which you also can't control. So if you've got one of those, you're not healthy. But there is an enormous group of diseases which make up a large part of the diseases from which affect us throughout our lives. And these diseases are known roughly as diseases of aging, which I'd like to change your thoughts on that by the end of this talk. I call these diseases of exercise deficiency. What are these diseases? Well, they the very important diseases right at the root of our lifestyles. They are heart diseases. They are hypertension. They are vascular diseases. They are strokes. They are diabetes type 2. And you say to yourself, so what do I then have to do to ensure I remain healthy so I do not get one of these diseases? And the answer to that is you've got to change your lifestyle. 
you've got of everything you've got to do, you must exercise because exercise is intrinsic or was intrinsic and still is intrinsic to the survival of the human species. If we didn't exercise, we couldn't catch prey and we would have died. So exercise is not something that we need to pull out of the air. Exercise is intrinsic. So now I can ask you, if you are a mature 20-year-old and you're exercising, are you healthy? The answer is, in the terms that we have just defined, yes, I can now call you healthy. Okay, does that mean that if I'm not exercising, I'm not healthy? You've got it in one. You have removed something that's intrinsic to your health. You, by your own lifestyle, have decided I'm going to take that and remove it. So the removal of exercise is a very, has a very negative impact on your health. Okay, so you immediately see that now we can think of two pathways. There's an exercising pathway and there's a non-exercising pathway. The one is going to lead to health, the other one is going to lead to diseases. Let's concentrate as you brought up uh, initially about how much exercise and how do we differentiate ourselves from athletes. Do we have to exercise like Olympians? The answer is no. World championships, no. Those people are not models for us. They are models for people who are obsessed with trying to win a medal. But what they're doing is only like looking at health through a mirror. It's not really where we want to go in terms of exercise in order to be held. So what must I do? Okay. You walk into my consulting room and I say, please sit down. I'm very pleased to see you. By the way, let me congratulate you on you having decided that you are going to choose a lifestyle which will enable you not to get any of the diseases of exercise deficiency. Good on you. Great decision. It's probably one of the best decisions you're going to make in your life. What exercise should I do, you say? Do not do any physical activity, and I regard physical activity, exercise, movement, all the same. I don't differentiate say to you, do not do any of these unless you enjoy doing it. Why? Well, you are 20, 25, 30 years age now. You're going to have to do this till you reach about 90, which is 60 years. And if you don't enjoy it, then the whole exercise becomes like taking medicine because it's good for you. <laughs> and in the end, you will just give up. You will say, no, I can't go on with this anymore. I've got to go out there in the dark nights or do an exercise in the morning, and you'll give up. So that's the first thing you do. So if you like cycling, great. Swimming, good. Running, fine. Doing an aerobics class with your mate in a village hall, fine. 
playing badminton, fine. Playing rugby, soccer, anything you like, doing things in group activity, doing things individually. All of those are absolutely fine to give you the amount of physical activity you need to keep these diseases away. Then you'll say, well, you told me I can't try, shouldn't exercise like an Olympic champion. So what intensity must I do? Easy again. So much guff is talking about exercise. You want to cry when you hear the experts. It's easy. You need to accelerate your heart rate. Okay. Walking around the block, looking at the trees and whistling to yourself is really not exercise. All you're doing is you're using energy. Okay. It's a totally different thing. If, you clo if you're counting your steps, you're just using energy. It it's not the kind of exercise we want. You must accelerate your heart. To what extent, you say? Right. Keep this little formula in your mind. You can calculate your maximum heart rate, the most you can accelerate or two, by a simple formula, and that is 220 minus your age. So let's say you're 20. So your maximum heart rate is 220 minus 20, 200. And you can do the calculation for your age, I'm sure. As everybody here listening to this podcast should now have their pencils out and calculating 220 minus my age in order to get what my maximum heart rate is. And what do we want from that? We want to take 60%. So if your maximum heart rate is 200, then 60% is 120. So you want to accelerate your heart in whatever you're doing, whatever your movement you're doing, to 120 if you age 20, I think it is. And you can see as you get older, the amount you've got to accelerate your heart keeps going down. And that's fine because the beauty of it is as we get older, we can do less, but it's the formula, of course tells us how we can keep in touch with our physiology. And we drop down all the time, but it doesn't make any difference because that amount of exercise is appropriate to your age. Okay? And that is it. There is nothing really more uh, to say about exercise other than what I've encapsulated there. Okay, that is just outstanding. Like literally, um, so Dr. Lazarus is about 30 years older than what I am. And what continues to astound me, I met Dr. Kenneth Cooper, commonly known as the father of modern uh, uh, aerobics, and also I call him the father of the new science of physical health. I met Dr. Cooper when he was 89 years old. And I'm now listening to, for the first time ever, on an audio format, Dr. Norman Lazarus, who's 84 years old. These people don't just research it. They are people that go ahead and live it, which I think is just, I mean, how can you not do that if that's what you're talking about? And, you know, this is, it's like saying to someone, um, I'm going to teach you how to skydive, but I've never been skydiving. That just doesn't make any sense. Same thing here in this instance. But what continues to impress me with people like Dr. Lazarus is their incredible um, continuing cognitive improvement 
as they as they age. I know so many people in their eighties who have nowhere they wouldn't be able to go through whatever pick their pet subject. So let's say they're not a professor of medicine. Um, let's say that they were involved. I don't know as an engineer or a plumber or like my dad a house painter. Um, in their eighties, if they're still alive, if you're an engineer, most people aren't being as coherent, lucid, and you know, just working at a contribution that's of such significance at that age. And that's why I want to talk to, 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 I want to talk to Dr. Lazarus about the whole aging process and what he talks about, about the three components, but I'll talk about physical activity and the mind. I'm really interested in how some of the things that he thinks about, given that he's 30 years older than what I am, and he's, you know, by all accounts, He's living a medicine-free life, which at 84, that's some. It is unheard of. It's not normal, but it should be normal, and that's what he's talking about. So anyway, that's a little introduction. La- Dr. Lazarus is coming to the show, and I can't wait to share him with you. We'll get back to the research paper, which is the previous two episodes, probably in tomorrow's episode, but I want to slot that one in because I got a message tonight on LinkedIn saying uh, from Dr. Lazarus saying, yep, he's keen and ready to have an interview with me. So he's in London. I'm here in Australia. It's going to be a great show next week. And so when you see his name pop up again next week, be sure to tune in, particularly if I end up creating a mini-series. Thanks for letting me share with you again, everybody, for all the people around the world. We're almost about to tick over to our 70th country. We need to be like the Olympics and get up to about 196 countries. That, that will be my goal over the coming years uh, to achieve and uh, and hit 1,000 cities. So we want to, First thing I want to do is we're at 69 uh, countries and we're at 780 odd cities listening to the show. I want to get that to 100 countries and 1,000 cities. That's We've got some reach. We've got some stuff happening and some people that are interested in the message. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me again. Can't wait to share with you again tomorrow. As I always say, wherever you're up to, hope you're having a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.